Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. Before we get into the podcast, I just want to talk to you about our new sponsor that's come on board, Books and Gifts Direct. Books and Gifts Direct is Australia's largest direct seller of books and gifts. They sell their products from lunchrooms and reception desks and are in more than 25,000 workplaces across Australia. These workplaces include schools, childcare centres, businesses, hospitals, community centres and other corporate entities. Their books and gifts sell up to 70% off recommended retail price. And as the leading direct seller of books and gifts across Australia, they have a strong buying power and without the overheads of a shopfront, they can afford to pass on significant savings. So if you want to take a look more at this, the website's going to be below in the comments section or you can go www.booksgiftsdirect.com. Thanks for listening and let's get into the show. All right, guys, back again for another episode. On today's episode, we're going to be doing top 10 players entering the 2021-22 season. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. All right, let's get into this straight away. So, pretty straightforward, as we know, top 10 players entering the 2021-22 season. Now, just before we get into the 10, bit of uh, housekeeping here. Players that were injured, I did not include in this list. So people like Kawhi Leonard, of course. If he was healthy, he would absolutely be in this top 10. But because he's not healthy, he's not going to be in there. So players you might think that would be in here but aren't healthy, that's the reason why they're not in there. So before we get into the 10, just a couple honorable mentions. Now, player I think will be in the top 10 in the NBA in maybe two to three years. I think he's really knocking on the door right now, and that's obviously Devin Booker. Uh, what he did this season was pretty spectacular, just based on the fact that he's 24. It was his first ever playoff appearance, right? He got all the way to the finals, two games off from winning the chip, all right? So for me, I thought he did a really a really good job this year. He really took that step up. You know, watching that game six against the Lakers, he really solidified to me that he can be that top-tier player, like a player you can build your franchise around. And a lot of people... You know, we're thinking, oh, you know, he's good, but is he going to be a franchise caliber talent? I, I believe he is. I really do believe he is. I think he's going to be, you know, maybe maybe not the face of the NBA, but one of the premier players in the NBA for years to come. I think he's the future, especially another honorable mention too, Trey Young. He's going to be the future of the NBA too. You know, looking at what he did this season, this 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 past playoffs, his first playoffs too got to the Eastern Conference Finals, and you know that team, the Hawks. A lot of people didn't even pick the Hawks to beat the Knicks in the first round series. So he did a really good job, really excited. The NBA is in real good shape. You know, a couple other honorable mentions. I did have CP3. You know, he's, he's a really good player still. You know, he kind of got found out in that last final series, but he's done a really good job this year. You know, he keeps rewriting the book of, you know, oh, when's he going to be, when's he going to decline, when's he going to decline. He hasn't declined yet, and I don't think he's going to decline for maybe another couple of years. So, you know, he's still doing a really good job. Jimmy Butler is also another player that's really close to this, but I feel I feel he was just a bit tired last season, and you know that 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 bubble did take an effect on teams and players, and I think the Heat were you know one team that really took a took a took a hit because they made the finals. You know they were playing in October, and the season started in December, so they didn't really have that big of a break. So I, I expect Jimmy to be really firing this upcoming season. You know he's had a really decent break, and I think that's the best thing for him. You know, I can even think about the Heat possibly making, you know, the conference finals, but that's the other hero there. So without further ado, we're getting into our 10. Number 10 for me, 
I had Mr. Joel Embiid from the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, to a lot of people, arguably the best center in the league. Um, I do have one center above him in this top in this top ten, but you probably you guys probably already know who it is. But for me, Joel Embiid, best defender as a center. You know he can. Apart from him, Rudy Gobert, you know, it's very debatable. You know, he's a really good defender. He can shoot the ball at a high range, and that's what centers need right nowadays. You need to be able to shoot the ball, especially in a shooter's league. You know, we can see he, he can step out, he can shoot that ball, and that's what really puts him in that top tier of bigs. For me, I really like his tenacity. You know, he he, he always is playing hard. He's playing, he's playing fierce, playing competitive, you know, and... A team like Philadelphia, if they don't have him, mate, they are in strife. Like you look at some of the, you look at some of the, the players they have. Without him, they're really struggling. You know, we we all know that the summer of Ben Simmons is going to get traded. This that, you know, it doesn't really matter because even if they he doesn't get traded, they're still going to be a playoff team. They're still going to be probably top four, top five. But for me, Joel Embiid is like the he's like the heartbeat. He's like the heart of the Philadelphia 76ers. Like he is. So important to that to that franchise. I really hope he stays at the Sixers. Like just for me, I can just see the writing on the wall where Ben Simmons gets traded, and then Joel Embiid doesn't want to be there. He gets traded. You know, he probably ends up on the Warriors. You know, something like that. But you know, like for me, I just I think he's so important to that team. He 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 does everything well. You know, probably if he didn't get injured, he might well we might well be talking about him being the MVP of last re- of last season. You know, so he's that good. He's really good. We're going to move on, number nine now. Number nine, from the Brooklyn Nets, Mr. James Harden. Now, a lot of people might think this is a bit low for him in the top 10, but for me, I kind of saw a bit of decline in him. Now, I'm not talking about the playoffs. Like, in the playoffs, he was injured, right, and he was doing a really good job for that team just to be out there. So I'm not talking about that. But what I'm talking about is, you know, he was coming into the season, you know, pretty, pretty overweight, and, like, it's hard for me to... You know, consistently think someone's that good when they're not really caring about their body. The way the whole Houston fiasco ended for me, it, it just kind of left a sour taste in my mouth. But if we're just talking about about James Harden and his basketball talents, he is probably, apart from KD, I would say the hardest player to guard in the league on a one-on-one isolation. You know, he can get past you at any time. His handle's impeccable. You know, he's so hard to guard. He's just a straight-out hooper. Like, a lot of people, like, like a KD, like a James Harden, you know, they just hoop. Like, they just play. They can play anywhere. You put them in any, anywhere in the world, they'd be able to play and they'd be able to score at least 20 points a game for you. You know, like, and it's hard because the reason I have him also a bit lower is Kevin Durant is obviously, you know, their main their main piece, Brooklyn. And he's their second piece, Harden. But, like, when Kyrie's on, you know, sometimes Kyrie might be their second option. That's what Brooklyn might see. Brooklyn might see James Harden at the third. I see James Harden at the second piece. I think he's a bit more consistent also than Kyrie Irving. But yeah, that, that team, it's a bit harder for me to have him, you know, a bit higher because I just think that he's not as important as their team because if he goes down, you know, they still have Kyrie Irving. They're still going to be a playoff team. They probably don't win, you know, the series. Uh, you know, they probably don't get through to the Eastern Conference Finals or this or that, but they'd still be a really competitive team and a really good team even if James Harden wasn't on their team. But just based on skill, he has to be in the top 10 at least and I have him number nine. Number eight for me, I have... Dame time for the Portland Trailblazers for now, Damian Lillard. It, I could have had Harden above Dame, but for me, if I was building a club, I'd rather have someone like Dame Lillard be my centerpiece logo or my first my first option because he plays super hard 
all the time. He never takes nights off. That's something that I really put on this list at a high level. He never takes nights off. He's always playing hard. He's probably got one. He's probably the second best three-point shooter on difficulty shots in three-point shooting. Obviously, Steph would be first, but some of the three-point shots he takes, they're deep, they're long, they're moving side to side. You know, another one that would be really good at shooting three-point shots, difficulty of shooting three-point shots would be Duncan Robinson. He just comes off screens and just jacks it like he's crazy. If you ever want to see like a purest basketball shooter, look at Duncan Robinson highlights. He is crazy. I might put the link in the description below for that. But yeah, we're not talking about Duncan. Dame, you know, he's a loyal guy. You know, a lot of people thinking, oh, will he get traded? Will he get traded? Like it does, it, 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 would I want to see him get traded? Yeah, I, I would. But I think the Olympics has shown us that he would struggle to be a second option somewhere. So I still think he needs to be the first option. Males were, if he's to get traded, the Knicks would be an option. Now, they've just signed Kemba Walker, and I don't think they'd play Kemba and Dame at the, at the same time. But you never know. New York can be doing whatever. You know, they, they've done some questionable calls over the past year, but their new management has done a really good job. You know, one thing I do like about Dame is that he's he's loyal. Like, he's so loyal. You know, he, he, he probably knows he's going to leave Portland at some point in his career, but he's still trying to make it last. You know, and I, I like... The fact he's going to give this, he's going to give it a shot with Portland. You know, he's going to give it a crack. You know, as we saw, Terry Stotts is gone. He really liked Terry Stotts as a coach. It was the only coach he ever had in the NBA, right? So it's going to be, it's going to be a nice challenge to see how he goes with, with Chauncey Billups, the new coach of the, of the Blazers. But for me, you know, he's such a he's such a potent scorer, and he's and he's a he's a team player. Like he likes playing with his team. You know, and this is this is a crazy stat. I think he's only ever played with, like. When I say all-star, he's played with all-stars before, but not current all-stars. So the only player he did play with was LaMarcus Aldridge. His first year when he was there, LaMarcus Aldridge was an all-star. But when Carmelo Anthony was there, he wasn't an all-star, a current all-star. He was a former all-star. So that's like, you look at that, that's pretty crazy. It's kind of like what Luke is doing now. Like he's he's not playing with any all-stars and he's getting his team to like the fourth, fifth seed. That's a really good improvement. That's a really big achievement if you ask me. Like he's got really good players, don't get me wrong. CJ's a good scorer, you know, but he's kind of like that just under the all-star. You know, he's kind of like in that range for me, like Tobias Harris. You know, so like for him to not play with an all-star, it's pretty impressive to some, some of the stuff he does. You know, but he's number eight for me. Number seven, we're going to move on. And it's the Joker, the Joker from Denver, Nikola Jokic, the current reigning regular season MVP. I think he is the best center in this league and I don't think it's close. Like a lot of people might say it's close between... Embiid, I say I I say they're in the same the same level, same tier. Like you're doing tier groups of centers. I think you got Jokic, Embiid, and then second tier would be like Gobert. You know, but for me, Jokic Jokic is the best passer. I would say on this top ten list, and that's a big statement. You know, maybe maybe there's a couple people that could definitely challenge him, but I think the way he sees the floor. Because he's so tall, six like six eleven, seven foot. He can see the floor. He doesn't ever make the wrong pass, and that's something really, really special. Like, like usually you turn it over one or two times a, a game. He might turn it over a couple times, but anytime he does the pass, it's always the right pass. If that makes sense. So for me, I really like what he does there. He can shoot the ball at a high level, and that's what bigs need to do now. But he's also a team player. Like he, 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 he feeds off getting his teammates involved. And that's something that I really like to see. Also, he's a bit of a bigger guy, and it's it's always good to see bigger guys go out and just play. You know, like 
when he first came into the league, you you, you wouldn't even have thought he's a basketball player. You would you wouldn't even you would think he's just some guy that's run on the court that's just bought all the kit and just wants to come have a run. You know, kind of looks like an intruder. But I mean, that guy can play. He can really play at a high level. So for me, I have him at number seven. I can see him jumping up in this list, but you know, it's it, there there is better players in, above him. I think number six. We're going to move from the Lakers. Anthony Davis. Now, Anthony Davis, for me, if he's healthy, he's going to be the Lakers' most important player this season. Now, we all know LeBron's their best player, but like for me, AD means a lot to them. And you could say, you could say, oh, what do you mean? Like, if LeBron doesn't have AD, like, is this Lakers team as assembled right now on the 15th of August a, a contender? No. You could also say the exact same thing if LeBron's not on this team. But I think the best teammate fit-wise LeBron's ever had is maybe AD. He runs the floor really well. He can space it. He can go isolation from the high post. He rebounds really well. He's a great alley-oop threat. You know, he's all of these options in one. Like, it's 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 scary how good this guy is. Like, when he's healthy and, not, and he's not in street clothes, he's the best big in the league. And I think it's pretty... I think it's pretty substantial, like, how good he is. You know, so for me, like, having him at number six, that could be low to some people. It could be high to some people. But I think I think he's, like, that important to to the Lakers. Like, I don't think the Lakers, you know, if they didn't have AD, they would be struggling really badly. And, you know, he just opens. He he, he makes the game so much easier for LeBron. It's It's, like, I think it's, like, He's like, so like Kevin Love is like a kiddie's version of Anthony Davis. Like he can kind of do some of the stuff Anthony Davis does. He's a better shooter, but he can rebound the ball pretty well. You know, he's a he's able to get out. He can run the lanes. Not too bad. You know, I'm talking about prime Kevin Love. I'm not talking about, you know, like today's Kevin Love. But, you know, Kevin Love was the kiddie's version of Anthony Davis. Like he was kind of like that lower tier version. And LeBron won a chip with Kevin Love. So like looking at how, looking at Anthony Davis, He's, he's that important to the Lakers. And I think if you're a Lakers fan, you don't even play him in back-to-backs. You, you lock him up in cotton wool. He's kind of like, he, I wouldn't say he's injury-prone, but he's but he's able to f- just get freak injuries. Like, it's crazy some of the injuries he has. Like, there was, a, there was a chart. Like, I think he's injured nearly every part of his body. Like, he's done something to the head, something to the nose, something to his face, arms, legs, fingers, toes hamstrings, like, he's done nearly everything, knee problems, like, the guy's just, sometimes at the end of the day, he's pretty unlucky, so for me, when healthy, when fit, he's the best big in the league. Number five, and this guy will be top three in the next year or two, I think, and that that could be, you know, that could be a, a bold statement, but like, I'm so high on this guy, it's not funny, and that's Luka Doncic. The best thing Dallas did this past five years was lock him up to a five-year deal. Now, that doesn't mean he'll be there for five years because if they can't get him help, you know, as I've seen in the previous podcast, you know, this guy is the next, he's the next big thing. He's the next talent the NBA has. He's marketable for the NBA, you know, but on a basketball skill-wise point, he can shoot the ball at a pretty good clip. He's not as good of a shooter as what people think sometimes, but he step backs one of the hardest moves to guard in the NBA. I've seen in a long, long time. He can facilitate the ball at a super high level. 
as I talked about with Jokic, maybe Giannis is the only other person that's a better facilitator than him. He can score at any point in time in the game, anywhere on the court. You know, the only part he probably can't score just past halfway. Like we've seen people like Steph Curry and Dame Lillard, like you have to pick him up from halfway. You can probably pick him up from three-quarter court, but like anywhere he can score. He can score in the low post. He can score in the high post. He can score anywhere. That is such a threat to have. I just think that this guy needs to get help so badly. And he was one game away from beating the Clippers fully healthy. The only person they didn't have the Clippers was Serge Barker. And let's not let's not get this wrong. If the Clippers had Serge Barker, they might as well and Kawhi. They probably beat the Phoenix Suns, if you ask me. I think they have Devin Booker is going to get guarded by Kawhi, and that's going to make life hell. Then you could put Pat Beverly on CP3. But as we all know, the Suns made it. And that's not to discredit what the Suns did, but I'm getting a bit off topic here. But yeah, Luka Doncic, one game away from beating the, the Clippers. You know, So if he can get a sub-all-star talent, I think it's going to be really important for them. And I think you know, you can't have someone like Tim Hardaway your second option. And this is where Kristaps Porzingis needs to you know, really pull his finger out, really put anything he's got aside, and just play, and play for fun. Because Luka, he'll make you a better player. And that's one big thing that most of these players on this list do, they make your teammates better. You know, so for me, Luka Doncic, I've, I've done a whole podcast on the guy, like of how much I highly rate him. You know, I wanted him, I wanted to put him above these four players, but he's just right now, he's just not better than any of them right now. He could be on par, but I don't think he's better than them. So for me, number five, Luka Doncic. Number four, and now I would have had him probably number three before, but, you know, it's hard to put him at number three. It's hard, it's hard to rank him above these other three players. And the player I'm talking about now is from the Golden State Warriors, Steph Curry. Now, let's not get this mistaken. Steph Curry, the best shooter ever to touch the floor of the earth. He's the best shooter in the NBA currently. He can shoot it from anywhere. I would rather have him shoot it from halfway than Ben Simmons shoot it from the free throw line. And that is saying something. Like, it, it, is, it is crazy how good he can shoot the ball. We've all seen he is an MVP caliber talent. He's the best point guard in this league by far. I think when it's all said and done, he could be arguably the best point guard ever because he has changed the game of basketball as we know it. When he came into the league, he was one of the best three-point shooters already, right? If you go down and you play basketball anywhere, I reckon, around the world now, you see everybody practicing three-point shots. Now, maybe 10 years ago, you'd have guards and wings practicing three-point shots. He's got centers now. Like, if you see someone like Chet Holgram that's going to be in the draft next year, he's playing for Gonzaga, he's pulling up from three, he's doing all these type of moves, right? He has changed the game forever as it is, and he has pioneered other players to be like him. Now, for me, I I, I honestly think the Warriors have a, a massive chance of winning the comp this year, and he's going to be, I would say, him, Luca, and... To put it, him, Luca, Devin Booker would kind of be like my three players that could be MVP caliber or MVP contenders this year. Like I think he's going to be having a really good season, especially with Clay Thompson back. It's going to take a lot of pressure off of him. Um, I do want to see what Clay Thompson's like, but I think that the Warriors have enough enough help now and enough people on that roster roster to give him a little bit less pressure. Steph is, yeah, he's just, he's changed the game forever as it's seen. Like, there's not a lot of people that I can point to to say that 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 they have changed the game 
as I see it. And I think Steph Curry is one person that's changed the game as I see it. All right, moving into the top three now. Now, a lot of people can have this three in all different topics. I mean, in all different rankings. But for me, I'm going to have number three, and that's Giannis. Now, today, right now, Giannis is the second best player in the league. But I think that, and it, and the way the, the the way I state that, I'm talking about today, the what when I'm recording this. But there obviously is still better players in front of him. But for me, Giannis is. There's no player in the NBA like him. That's one big topic. But like, he's the most dominant player I've seen play since LeBron. Like, he's able to have brute force strength. He's able to get through anyone at any time. You know, he can just dominate a game from start to finish. And I think that's like super scary for the rest of the league and the rest of the people in this league because Giannis just won the chip and he's, I reckon, now just starting to enter his prime. Like, we haven't seen the best of him. Like, in a, in four to five years' time, it's going to be Giannis and Luka's league. And, like, for me, that's, that's such a great thing for the league because they're two marketable players. They're able to, you know, get along with the media and this and that. But, like, he's such a... Like the like you know when people like oh nicknames sometimes I don't suit the players like his nickname seats like he's literally like I don't like saying he's a freak but he's like he's 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 like out of this world talent like he's so he's such a player that's able to do anything on the floor and that's such a skill right now like we're looking at it players need to do a little bit of everything and he does a little bit of everything probably he's the second best player I think in the league right now at doing a little bit of everything great now we're gonna move on to the top two. And it's it's different. It's difficult because I, I was tossing and turning between the two and the one. And number two for me, I'm going to put it right now, is LeBron James. Now, I think it's the first time I've thought about someone being better than LeBron probably just before when Kobe got his last championship. That was the, like, Kobe was still better. But when LeBron won his first championship, that's when I'm like, all right, LeBron's the best player in this league. And it's kind of, it's like everyone can kind of see it. Like I'm, I'm starting to, I'm starting to see it a bit earlier. I'm starting to see people say Kevin Durant is the best player, but we'll talk about him just a little bit later. It's a bit of a spoiler already, obviously. But LeBron, as we said, he's the second best player I think ever to play basketball in this world. Uh, a lot of people think MJ could be him or MJ is number one. Um, if you're taking a draft and you take MJ or you take LeBron, I'll t- happily take the other player. You know, LeBron is it's 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 going to be interesting for him because, as we know, drafted in two thousand and three, it's now twenty twenty one, so it's about eighteen years, right? Eighteen to nineteen years because he's going to be entering twenty twenty two. What's he going to hold up like? Is he going to be a player that gets a little bit more injured? Because last year was like the first, and the year before we've kind of seen him get injuries and get nickels throughout the season, and before he never used to get injured, and that was something that was like super crazy. Because the way LeBron plays, it's like super tough. He gets fouled so hard. He takes every possession on. You know, sometimes we used to see him take a lot of lapses in defense, but mostly throughout his career, he's been a pretty premier defender. So for me, seeing him get injured, it's, it's kind of weird. It's kind of like different in a sense. But I want to see him, if he can keep staying healthy, if he can keep staying fit, then I, I think he can be, you know, a dominant force. I think him and AD when healthy. It's the best duo in the NBA, and I don't think it's close. Like, I don't think it's close. The other best duo, I would say, would be Kevin Durant or Kyrie and James. Which one, whichever one's playing better, it, it's 
between Corrie and James, that's that's who it would be. But you know, and then it's it is crazy for me to say this, but then it would be Giannis and Chris Middleton, which is crazy to say. And I don't even have Chris Middleton in the top ten or the honourable mentions, but they just fit so well, and you can't you can't ever not fit. But talking about LeBron, I think he's gonna have a, a good season. I don't think he's gonna be an MVP candidate just because I think he's he knows now that he needs to take care of his body more than everything else. And he's in the he's in the market to win chips. He's not in the market to win MVPs because, as we know, winning championships is a bit more valuable than winning MVPs. And if he wants to go down as the best player, I think I think he needs to get six rings. And it's like, does he really need to get six rings to be the best player? Like a lot of people will say no, but like if he does get six rings, then then the discussion becomes okay. Well, let's rank the 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 wins and how difficult they were. I'm not going to knock on the fact that his championship against Golden State Warriors outweighs, I reckon it outweighs some of the championships Michael won. But in saying that, Michael never lost in the final. So every time he was there, he won, right? But this isn't a discussion about who's the best player ever. It's just, if he gets the six rings, if he gets a ring this year and he gets another ring before it's all said and done, then he might, being, you know, the guy, then it will be definitely helping his cause in being the best player. But for me, I, st- I think he's the second best player in the league. I think he can definitely have a really good season, but it's going to be dependent on health. I think health's the most important part for him. Now, number one, as we all know, Kevin Durant from the Brooklyn Nets. And for me, I would have had Giannis here as number one, and then KD two and LeBron second. Uh, KD two, LeBron third. But watching the Olympics, it, 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 it really solidified my point is, USA, like, I, I don't know. Like, they might... They might come out and say something, but I think they were kind of in shambles a bit. And like they, they realize that, you know, geez, like, can we really win, you know, with this team? And I think Pop just simplified it. He said, all right, who's the best player on this team? Easy, Kevin Durant. All right, let's run everything through Kevin Durant and then the other players. It's funny, right? Every player on that team, I think, has been an all star, apart from Kelvin Johnson, JaVale McGee. Jeremy Grant is. Not an all star, but I think he could maybe have a push at being an all star this year. But they they're all kind of all star caliber players, and it was it was funny to see that you know you had players like you know Kelton Johns, Javale McGee, that would be seven eight player rotations in the league, not even play right. And other guys on this team was team players like Zach Levine, Chris Middleton, who were you know top three players in their team. So like for me, watching the Olympics, it typified like he is a flat out scorer. He, he can score at any level, any time. He's seven foot, and people still don't believe that. Like, he's a seven-foot guard on that court. He can pull up from anywhere. He can shoot the ball at any clip. And when he's on downhill, what are you going to do? You're going to get in the way, or you're going to get dunked on? Like, it's, it's, it's crazy. He's the best scorer, and I don't think this is even a hot take. Like, I think he's the best scorer in the NBA, period. Like, period. Like, he is, without a doubt, the best ever. Like the best ever, just straight up scorer. So for me, I'm really happy to see him be the best player in the league. And it's really, 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 really good to see that I think he's kind of taking that mantle from LeBron. You know, and it could, it could, it could backfire. Like it could be like LeBron's still the best player. We know he's dominant, this and that. But I think Kevin Durant's starting to take the mantle. And I think Giannis is really climbing up on him. And Luca, I think, is really climbing up on him. If you guys think, you know, any differently or you guys, you know, think that LeBron's still the best player, let me know in the comments section, all right? 
I that's my opinion, and I think that you know some of these players can fluctuate and vary, but to see the see the growth Kevin Durant did, I just think he's the best player in the league, and I think he's going to show it. I think he could have maybe a possible he could be another MVP caliber player if he's fully healthy. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe. Have a great day. Take care. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Lanes Podcast. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe all of the content. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Lanes Podcast. Link will be below in the description. But most importantly, guys, have a great day. Thanks for listening.